You're back with Anne Vensel and After 11. I'm a little overwhelmed because my next guest is here, came into the studio. Uh, we've got Don Wool, director of ProVeg South Africa. And the studio is smelling like bourvos, a little bit bry, meaty, but I'm surrounded by vegan food products. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> no, thank you for coming. So, okay, let us just paint a picture for um, for our viewers. Uh, I'm looking at chicken-style nuggets. I'm looking at these sausages that look and smell fantastic. And then plain cultured coconut yogurt. We've got mushroom bultong. We have got dairy-free tomato and basil cream cheese. We have almond breeze vanilla-flavored almond milk. We have rice milk. We have, sorry, I'm moving around trying to see all the different kinds of milks. Um, crumbed schnitzel, chocolate almond milk, and vegan fish. I mean, yeah. that, that's, that was a new one for me. I'm like really, I'm excited by the cream cheese, which is. Can you call it cheese if it's not dairy? I mean, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just posing the question because I don't know. And then, oh, let me see. And then Linda McCartney's outrageously succulent vegetarian quarter pound burgers. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna have to tell you something. So these are just some of our favorite um, products, and I think a lot of people don't realize how many options there are out there for people who want to switch away from, from animal products. And that's what we get really excited about at ProVid, just showing people some of the options. So, okay, so for me, because um, I'm trying to get away from red meat and meat completely, but it's a slow, it's a process. So, because also, obviously, I'm dragging my, my family uh, behind me on this and so it's taken me a year to get to red meat twice a week and th that's progress in fact I made a vegetable curry um, at the beginning of this week and my son was oh it smells good oh it tastes good and halfway through he's like mom is there no meat in this <laughs> said, yeah no, and that's where these no. meat replacements are so amazing you know fries has some great products you've got the we've got the breakfast bangers there which i actually often use in something like a curry because they're just like putting a sausage in you know so it's it's very meaty we've got we've got schnitzels they've got basically anything you can have in the the meat version they have um they have a vegan option so for our listeners, because now that we have you right here, and if anybody wants to call in and ask you any questions exactly about what you are promoting and where to find, because that's the thing for me. I mean, I got very excited, as I said, when I saw the cream cheese, because cream cheese was something I used to love to eat until I developed a little problem, and now I'm supposed to stay away from dairy. So which I mainly do, I'll have goat's cheese every once in a while, but I mean, cream cheese is something that I really miss. So anybody who needs to ask you a question, I think they should, 021-446-0567 or SMS us on 31567, WhatsApp 072-567-1567 and obviously tweet at Cape Talk. So right now, everybody's being encouraged to try and be vegan for a month, for one month. Now, there's a difference between vegan and vegetarian. Yeah. So vegan means no animal products that's where the cheese comes in and the milk yeah, right correct. but vegetarians they can eat cheese they can eat eggs i think yes, yes and they and they can have milk so 
A lot of the people that I speak to about the climate crisis say move away from red meat. They don't talk so much about moving away from the other products, which would be your eggs, your cheese, your dairy. So can you talk us through that impact a little bit? Yeah, definitely. So, so beef, beef definitely seems to be the biggest contributor, especially through, um, through greenhouse gases like methane and the amount of land that they use. But other animal products are, are usually maybe not quite as bad as beef, but way worse than, than, than plant proteins. So usually what we find is that farmers will grow grains and grow legumes, take those products and then feed them to animals. And then there's a conversion loss. So it takes energy and it takes water and it takes land to, to grow these animals that is energy and land that could be used somewhere else. So again, it's, it's contributing to greenhouse gases, it's contributing to, to land and water use, it's contributing to pollution. So just because beef's the worst one doesn't mean that the other ones are, are any better. Okay, so I'm, I've got to try this cream cheese. So thank you for bringing the crackers as well as yep. the cream cheese. And while I'm trying the, the cream cheese, I want to ask you, because you've just been speaking about really the footprint and, and what happens when we are um, eating these animal products and, and, and farming basically these animals. What is the footprint in the vegan yeah, items. so we, we find usually the the plant-based options have a much lower environmental footprint. And, you know, again, there's, there's, there's differences within there. So almond milk has a slightly higher um, or a significantly higher um, footprint than something like soy milk or oat milk, but it's still significantly lower than dairy. So, you know, it's none of it's perfect. Everything that we grow has some impact on the environment. But what we're trying to do is, is say, well, what can we eat that has the least? It. Yeah, mm -hmm. and as much as possible. And very much, it's like the options that we're showing you here are the the convenient options, the really tasty options. But you know, you can eat a whole food plant based diet. So that's just whole plants. So vegetables, legumes, beans, nuts and seeds, whole grains. You know, stuff stuff that you see in nature, like fruit. Um, but we like convenience and we like the kind of food that we grow up with. So telling people to go from a burger straight to a salad and um, and lentils is a little bit difficult. Mm. That's why we have these amazing products that make it very easy for us. Okay, so I must say, while you were answering, I was trying the cream cheese, and I need to know where to get it because <laughs> that's really good. So one of the things we really, really um, like to do is when we bring stuff, we we don't want to have to go to some strange health store, you know, that no one can find. So everything on the table here is from major retailers. The cream cheese is from Woolworths. We've got the the fries products, which are available. Pick and pay, shop right, check mm -hmm. spa. Almond breeze is available almost everywhere. The the coconut milk that we have mm -hmm. here is from from Diskem. So these products really are available at leading retailers, and they're not particularly difficult to find at all. So. I want to ask you a slightly personal question, okay? You look relatively buff. You know, I wouldn't call you buff, but, uh, yeah. you know, fairly buff. You look fit, you look healthy, your coloring is good. And I say that because a lot of people associate vegetarians and vegans, especially as, as being anemic, skinny, sickly, not particularly robust, because where are they getting their protein from? You look like you're not having any problems with any of that. So I want to ask you how long you've been vegetarian or vegan for and how you get your protein. So I've been vegan for about six years. And it's amazing when we look at protein, the, the, 
the protein is just made up of amino acids, and those amino acids are available in lots of plant sources. So lentils are high in protein, um, a lot of tofu. I do eat quite a lot of meat replacements, and that's exactly what they're there for. You don't have to have them, but if you're used to eating burgers and you can eat a, a vegetarian burger that tastes like a meat burger and it's got just as much protein in it, then that's great. A lot of nuts and seeds. And I think people just don't don't really think about that. We've been taught that that protein comes from animals, but we forget that some of the, the biggest animals like um, like rhinos and, and gorillas and elephants, they only eat plants and they have the most muscle. So so we can get that and we can look. They're, they're vegan bodybuilders and there's, there's vegan athletes uh, around the world doing very well. And I was a 105-kilogram couch potato and two years after going on to a plant-based diet, I ran comrades and did the full Ironman triathlon within a month of each other. So I'm just living proof that you don't get um, protein deficiency. In fact, the fact that um, animal proteins are slightly acidic in the body, which causes inflammation, which when you're training, it's what you don't want. You don't want any inflammation. So by reducing the amount of protein you're getting from animal sources, you actually reduce inflammation in your body, which increases, re uh, decreases recovery time. So you can train more. You can potentially um, build more muscle, get more endurance. So it's, it's one of those myths that's not just a myth. The opposite is actually true. Mm -hmm. So what prompted you to get off the couch and become a vegetarian at the same time? So I, there are a lot of things that happened, but I think the biggest catalyst, I saw a, um, a, a silent protest that was posted on Facebook, and it, it got me thinking, and I sort of understood what veganism was, and I understood that some people don't want to kill animals, and I thought that's their right but, you know, they mustn't come to my bacon festival and, and interrupt me trying to eat. You know, they can do that if they want to. And I started trying to, to reply to this person who had posted it to tell them, you know, all respect for you to, for, for that personal choice you're making, but don't try and make me feel bad. Mm. And then I looked and I said, you know, I also want to tell her why I'm not vegan. So I looked at the health stuff and I thought, you know, I, like, like you said, I'm, I try to go to the gym. I try to do some ath athletics and I need protein. And I did the research and found out that I didn't. And then I looked at other, other research about, like, you know, it's normal, it's necessary, it's nice, we've always done it. You know, we need it for, we need this, the circle of life. You know, we need cows to produce manure for compost or for, to, to fertilize the ground. And the more research I did, the more I realized that the only real reason I had for eating meat was that it tasted really nice. And after a while, after finding these other products, um, I realized that, you know, I could find other food that tasted just as good that had a much lower uh, footprint. Because one of the um, questions I, I often hear from, from, you know, us meat lovers is, well, if vegetarianism is so great, why do all these veg vegetarians want to eat stuff that tastes like meat? Yeah, and that's, we get that a lot as well. Um, and the, the main reason is just, you know, it's, it's, it's often hard to start new things or to mm. try new things. So if we're giving up meat because mm. we potentially for ethical reasons we don't want animals to have to die or for environmental reasons or for health reasons if we can find an alternative that solves those mm. those three major problems but still tastes nice i also think yeah it's a lot mm. what you're saying is what we grew up with we yeah, grew up exactly. with the meat that's the taste we know because another thing that i had to cut out was um gluten so a lot of bread just had to go and for the first two weeks i was like a deer caught in headlines what do i eat because bread is a staple of my diet. I mean, we don't think of it. It's so easy. It's always there. You just have a quick slice of toast and off you go, you know, because that's your, your quick, your in between your filler or in the morning when you got to run. And all of a sudden I was told no bread. And it was like, I don't know what to eat. I don't know what to eat. You, you don't realize there are all these other things. But because you're so used to it, then you just kind of like, 
Oh, my word. So you keep looking for alternatives that taste and smell exactly like that one because that's what you kind of know and it's been there all along. But just as we are running out of time, I've got my producer telling me to wrap it up. Um, your 30-day challenge. Just tell us a little bit about the 30-day challenge because I think you're trying to motivate people to do what I'm doing but faster. <laughs> yeah, so we have we have a 30-day challenge. It's called the ProVeg Veggie Challenge. So you can either just Google that ProVeg Veggie Challenge or it's ProVeg.com backslash veggie hyphen challenge. And it's a 30-day challenge where you can sign up to either try vegan or vegetarian or you can just sign up to try a few meat-free days a week. And what we'll do is every day we'll send you an email with tips or recipes or information. And then you can sign up on the, on a Facebook group where you can, you can post questions and there's a, a mentor who will answer those questions. And so it's just us trying to make it as easy as possible for you to get into this journey with us. Are you encouraging people to report back to you on their journey? Sorry, I've got my mouth full of, um. That's the fries and breakfast banger sausage. It tastes like chicken sausage. <laughs> it's probably just because we had it in the same container as the chicken nuggets. Which are not actual chicken nuggets, though. No, so are? the chicken-style nuggets. Yeah, I, I, I eat them so often I sometimes forget that, mm-hmm. they, that they're actually completely vegan. So tell me again. 30-day vegan challenge. I get my information at? Um, ProVeg.com. Or you can look, at us, look us up on Facebook, also ProVeg South Africa. Thank you so much for coming in. And bringing all this food in here. <laughs> but I'm definitely, I can't help it. It really tastes like chicken sausage. It's fantastic. I've got to try the the fish. Who knew? Vegan fish. And okay, so everybody can go out and buy fries. That's the brand name. There's also y- Yokos. Am I saying that correctly? Yokos. Yokos. Um, Yokos. Y- uh, yogurt. And there's Linda McCartney also makes meat replacement options. And the, our favorite um, plant milk options, Almond Breeze. But it's there are about 15 different types of um, m- milk replacement products out there at the moment in the market in South Africa. So it's, it's really something for everyone. Mm. And let's not forget the cream cheese. Yeah, and the cream <laughs> cheese. <laughs> and the, the last thing we have on the table mouthful. here is... <laughs> We were talking about mm, vitamins. I saw that, vitamin B the, the only thing that vegans really need to supplement is vitamin B12. So we've got um, Boost Vitamin B12 Spray, and it's just a, a B12 spray. It actually tastes really nice, so you won't forget to take it in the mornings. You just spray this a couple of times every day, and you're completely sorted for your vitamin B12. Don, thank you so much for coming in. Um, I think I'm going to have to report back because I'm going to have to switch some of my chicken. And I definitely have to go and try the fish. Perfect. We'll we'll leave some of this for you to try. <laughs> and, um, Not too much. <laughs> maybe in the future when we have more exciting products, we'll bring them for you as well. Thank you so much. Cheers. All right then. Bye-bye.